Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Richmond's home for VCU hoops, and the Rams are next in action tomorrow night, 6.30 tip-off, 5.45 pregame coverage right here on 910 The Fan. Joining us right now, as he does every Tuesday on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline from CBS 6, it's Lane Casadante. What's up, Lane? Adam, good afternoon. How's everybody? Doing well. What is the biggest sports story in your world today? Oh, that's a real good question. Actually, it's high school basketball. We have uh, uh, eight different teams, eight or nine, I think, uh, most of them are at home. A couple of them are out of the area uh, in state quarterfinal games um, after getting through the regionals last week. So a lot of teams still active and looking to come back to the Seagull Center next week for the uh, state championships. Yeah, that's going to be a ton of fun. We're going to be out at Nutsy's Block Party this weekend. What are your expectations for the Squirrels this season? You know, um, I was just out there last week. Um, they it's so hard to tell because the the guys who will make up you know perhaps the majority of the starting uh roster here won't even get there until you know kind of the middle of next week um we know dennis pelfrey is back and we know that he has already crafted a couple of uh playoff um appearances in his first two seasons at richmond the giants are always going to have good pitching um, I don't know how many familiar faces will be back again this year, um, but uh, it, it'll be. And I'm, I'm, I've been starting to watch the Giants preseason games to kind of see who gets in and who doesn't, and who might start and who doesn't, and who they might be bringing in at the end to hopefully get an idea of some of the guys that we might end up seeing here this summer. Yeah, I'm looking forward to Dennis Pelfrey being back for another season. Just the perfect guy uh, for this job and the situation in Richmond. Hopefully 2024 is the year. I know that's what Parney is absolutely rooting for. Has Lane Casadante ever stormed a court before? And do you, you approve of it? <laughs> um, I, I have, but only be only with a camera, if that counts. <laughs> yeah. uh, in the in the course of doing my job, technically, yes, I have stormed a court multiple times this year already. Um, I'm not in favor of it only because of the – for two reasons. Number one, the the risk of injury to not only the players but to the fans themselves because we all know that um, college students don't always make the best decisions when they are in a heightened state of euphoria. Uh, I would put myself in that category when I was that age. Um, and they're just, I mean, they're happy. They're just celebrating, and they're not really looking around to see, you know, who might be there. Who? It, and, and it's a, you know, it's a mob, for lack of a better term. They're all rushing, you know, in unison. Um, and there's just too many bad things that can happen to what extent. You get to mid-court, you jump around a little bit, and then you leave. Yeah. Um, and the other thing, and, and I've, I've been, I'm, I'm not a fan of this, but I understand why, it has happened and become so prolific. I'm not a fan. Uh, I'm not a fan of fans uh, sitting courtside as much as they do. I'm waiting for that to turn into uh, something bad for not only the you know the people that go to watch the game, but the people that are playing in the game. I just think there are too many people that are too close to uh, athletes that are much bigger than they are, much more agile and mobile than they are. Um, 
and I, I hope it doesn't happen, but I just keep keep hoping that I don't see, you know, somebody just get creamed by an athlete trying to make a play uh, because they're sitting so close to the action. Yeah, I mean, you see that with the cameramen every single game, especially the ones that are on, like, the rolly chair under the basket. I mean, I think I saw uh, Jason Nelson run into that guy last game. Well, and we thought, you know, all of us that, that sit in those spots, I mean, we understand the, you know, the risk that we take, and they even, you know, they put a disclaimer in when we get our credentials every year, and we understand that. Um, but, you know, we're also there to do a job, and we have a, a little more heightened sense of what may or may not happen. We're paying more attention than the average fan does, let's put it that way. Um, because, you know, fans are going for a good time, and they're going, you know, they're, they might be having a couple of beverages. They might be talking to someone. We've all seen the videos of somebody just getting plastered in the face by a wayward shot or, you know, a rebound gone astray because they weren't paying attention. They were looking at their phone. They were talking to someone. And, um, you know, it can happen anywhere and anytime. But that's part of the reason why uh, hockey arenas and baseball stadiums have those nets all the way up around now, just because you can't really expect the fans to pay that much attention for an entire game. And, I, you know, I don't want them to, but I'd rather they be a, much safer in the process. And um, towards your original question about court storming, I, I don't, I don't see the point to it. I know there's a lot of excitement, but there's far more bad than good that can come of it. Lane Casadante from CBS 6 here with us on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline. Uh, 8-10 tournament right around the corner. I'll be up in Brooklyn. Three live shows Wednesday, Thursday, Friday from Black Forest Bar there in Brooklyn. Just two blocks from the Seagull Center. So if you're a VCU fan coming to the tournament, that's where you can catch me Wednesday through Friday. And the Rams are close to locking in the double bye. So what do you think of both VCU and the Richmond Spiders' chances of being in the NCAA tournament? Well, I know Richmond has already clinched the top four spot in VCU. I, I meant to ask Coach Odom that this morning, or at least uh, Chris Kowalczyk, his crack sports information director. <laughs> I think VCU, if they can't clinch it tomorrow night at home, they can get really, really close. Um, and honestly... Boy, I just look at I look at the net ratings a lot, which is what the the tournament committee looks at. Um, I'm hoping they look quite a bit at how teams are playing down the stretch and towards that end. I hope VCU and Richmond both have successful runs uh, in Brooklyn. I hope they both get to Saturday. I hope at least one of them gets to Sunday. Right now, it looks like it may be one or the other because if if they line up as the one and the four seeds, then uh, they'd be slated to play each other on Saturday, which would guarantee that one of them would get to Sunday. Um, I think at this point for each of them, the only way that they might garner some at-large uh, uh, look, uh, looks or consideration is if they made it to Sunday. Now, I don't know that they have to win, but I think each of them probably have to get to Sunday to at least be in the conversation. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with you there. And Outside of uh, those teams, you know, we've been talking about it today, which colleges, universities from the state of Virginia could represent Virginia in the NCAA tournament. I, I pointed to Norfolk State absolutely as a chance. They do really well in that tournament that's there in their backyard. James Madison will probably be the second seed um, in the Sun Belt tournament. And then UVA, you know, they're in right now, but a couple more losses, they could be on the outside looking in. 
Well, and they go up to Boston College tomorrow night, and they just ran into a buzzsaw at Boston College last year. And, you know, obviously they're hoping that doesn't happen again. But you're right. They are uh, they're probably closer to the bubble than they would like. And you're right. Uh, they will probably need a decent showing in Washington, D.C. in two weeks to further cement their consideration for an at-large if they, you know, don't get hot and win the whole thing. Um, but, you know, that – They've kind of backed themselves into that corner, uh, and they really need they they really need a, a good showing tomorrow night to uh, to kind of get themselves further away from that. It's Lane Casadante with us here on the hotline. Follow him on social media, Lane C TV Sports. So the other hot topic will continue over the next few months until the upcoming NFL draft, and that is which quarterback. Do you think the Commanders should select, or what should they do with the power they hold? having the number two overall pick. Well, it's interesting because uh, I, I I was listening to uh, Michael Phillips this morning, and I know that Peter King has kind of floated that the Bears are um, it, more than considering trading out of the top spot. Yeah. And I, I agreed with his rationale that if, if the Bears are looking to double move and get twice the haul for that number one spot, then their first move has to be trading with the commanders and flipping two for one, and if that the only reason you're the, you do that if you're the Commanders is to uh, get the quarterback from USC, uh, and the only reason you do that is because you know you're not completely comfortable with Sam Howell. And I, you know, I wondered. I, I asked a couple of NFL uh, people this a couple of years ago. I'm like, you know, how many times do you draft a quarterback? <laughs> like, how many years are you going to take a quarterback? And everybody's answer was until you get the guy. Yeah, the position is far too important. It's just too far up there, and if you don't have who you think is the guy, then you keep picking until you find that guy. And, uh, you know, if, if, if this is the direction the commanders need to go in, um, then I would expect them to probably make that move as long as they don't mortgage their entire future about it because they do need more than just a quarterback. They need a few other things, too. Uh, so I would hope that, you know, they can come to a resolution where, if they get the guy that they think they need, they can get some pieces around him as well to uh, raise the whole, you know, raise both sides of the roster. Lane, always appreciate you taking the time. Tomorrow, I go back to class. It's our second annual AWOD Goes Back to School show. I'll be broadcasting live from the student commons at VCU. Going back to school, what advice do you have for me, Lane? Oh man, uh, do you have any eligibility left? <laughs> I mean, you know, could they could could they could they deny access based on that? And make sure they don't hold you up for any student fees for being in there either. So <laughs> that's the, if they ask you for student fees, tell them no. I'm, I'm just visiting. There we go. Yeah, sign me up for the NIL. <laughs> I'll do that in a yes, heartbeat. Yes, exactly. <laughs> that's Lane Casadante from CBS Six. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD on the Fan. She's in my head. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM, the world of Westeros is about to expand further. Yes, I'm talking about Game of Thrones and their prequel scheduled for a 2025 premiere. That's the big story and the lead story as we talk all things television, Hollywood, movies, entertainment, podcasts, books, it all on Netflix. Netflix, the best of streaming services, TV, movies, books, podcasts, and more. 
We've got you covered on Netflix. Stub, I'm not saying you should sit this one out, but you have not seen Game of Thrones, and you're not interested in seeing Game of Thrones. You would be correct in that. Why are you not interested in watching it? Because I've heard that it ends on in, in a in an unsatisfying way, and People that makes say the me same unmotivated thing about to the start Sopranos, it. Sopranos, and I would I say you should watched. still watch that. So you just have a giant hole in t- television. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I love Game of Thrones. I will always rep Game of Thrones, even though I will agree. The final season was not good. A Starbucks coffee cup next to Queen Daenerys Targaryen was stupid. I had as a, a production assistant let that happen, right? As an editor, how do you not crop out the damn Starbucks when you, you have to watch your own work? Just like Stubb, when you make pr- uh, production stuff, you listen to your own work. I sure do. So... Uh, the final season, they botched it, and obviously the showrunners, those losers, I won't even name their names, they were already moved on to doing a Star Wars project. That's why the mm. final season sucked. But I loved the first season, the fourth season with the Red Wedding, the Battle of the Bastards. There's some really good television, and I'm excited for Westeros to expand further. So this summer, you get House of the Dragon Season 2. Season one was decent. Okay. Uh, there was a lot to build on there, but it wasn't nearly as good as season one of Game of Thrones. Well, HBO is prepping production for another prequel. It's called A Knight of the Seven Kingdoms, The Hedge Knight. It is due for release in late 2025 and should be taking place in Westeros a full century before the events depicted in Game of Thrones. In addition, there's a animated series in the works uh, about uh, Corlys Velaryon. Uh, don't remember his character very much. I, I, I'm neither. not going to lie. Well, yeah, of course you don't. <laughs> the characters were very confusing in Game of Thrones. Too For many. the first three seasons, I didn't know who anyone was. And then I started to really watch the intro and look up on Reddit and stuff. That's why the show was so good. It's because there were articles and fan theories you know, every other week, it felt like. I believe you. Yeah. Uh, what, is, what is your favorite TV show of all time? Do you favorite have TV one? show of all time? Uh, I, I'd really have to think about it. I'm a, I was a big fan of Psych. That was the first show I ever yeah, watched all of. That's my show. Love Psych. Yeah. Tomas is the number one Psych fan in the world, my buddy. Uh, we actually just watched all three Psych movies this weekend. Oh, in a I row. did too. I did too. The uh, you know, soon the girl from Psych is my favorite. Uh, Juliet. Yes, that's she's actually pick. she's coming to Richmond. Did you know that? Uh, oh Maggie, yeah, yeah. The, Maggie yes. Lawson's character. Yes, and a I lot think, of them. Um, are. I think um, Carlton Lasseter. Yeah, Tim, yeah. Timothy the dad, is coming the dad's too. coming. Corbin Bernstein is coming. Oh, that's gonna be awesome. Yeah. yeah. So the cast of Psych is part of it. What is it? Galaxy it's, it's, Con? Yeah, Galaxy Con. Uh, Tomas was actually thinking of buying tickets to get like pictures Dude, and stuff with them. We got uh, we got my producer credentialed last year. So maybe we could reach Ooh, out to them and do I that. Would love and that. you could get some audio. Yeah, that'd right? be great. Record some interviews. Tell, tell Maggie Lawson I love her. I will. Yeah. Um, all right. So that's what I wanted to bring up on Netflix. What did you want to bring up today? Let's see. Uh, there was big news in the Oscar world because the way that the Oscars are chosen and voted on has always been kind of weird and bad. Uh, for example, one committee was the one that chose animation and short films, like live, documentary, and animated. Uh-huh. And those aren't really the same thing. Like a live-action short film and an animated movie isn't the same thing. But they recently split those up into different branches doing the voting. So that is a win for people like for, me. Yeah, for losers <laughs> like you. I didn't want to say it, but I had to. It's no, okay. I, I do think it's funny that FanDuel, DraftKings, and BetMGM will all let you gamble on the Oscars. So, best picture. I'm thinking about it. The biggest odds are Oppenheimer. What's that? It's minus 5,000. You're not winning really? any money. 
Uh, is there that any upset? Confident. Is there an upset chance there? The Killers of the Flower Moon, could they no, win? No, Killers won't win. Barbie. No. Barbie won't win. Past Lives. No. The no. Holdovers. No. Maybe the... What's the Holdovers at? Uh, plus two, 2,500. 2, plus 2,500. That or Anatomy of a Fall would Could be my win. potential upset picks. Yeah. If uh, you want to bet on either But of I do think that Oppenheimer's going to win oh, best picks. It's going to win best Even though I didn't, I didn't love it. I know you didn't, and we've had our conversation about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I, I didn't hate it enough to destroy it or anything. I just... I don't understand. I'll give the, the marketing was cr- incredible. I don't understand how seventeen-year-old kids were dressing up in a suit, watching that three-hour movie that's nothing but a talk fest, and and telling their friends that they loved it. Because they did. Because it's great. Uh, it's fantastically acted, edited, shot. I wanted. I ed- wanted a lot production more production design. I wanted a sound lot more editing. Action. So, there also, was never what action did you uh, expect? I also didn't love the black and white. My mom wants oh, to chime in. Oh, you wouldn't in. like black. You can turn her okay, mic yeah, on yeah. here. What? What's up? Okay, it was fascinating. I loved it. It was long, but I totally was wrapped the whole time. I my, agree. My favorite part yeah. was when he was cheating on his wife. I mean, he was sleeping with everyone around. Yeah, were, and that and was what's her name, Mom? Florence, Florence Pugh. Pugh. Yeah. Yeah. Whew. What but I, I just, watched, that, I what, like, did, what action did you expect from this movie? The, the bomb? That's not that's the not action. That's they not action. They didn't, <laughs> they didn't show either of the bombs dropping. No, and the, I, that was the right choice. No. Right. Wasn't gonna I wasn't going to be action. Yeah, like that would that that would not be in good taste. Look, I, I came into this be film action. wanting a Christopher Nolan Tenant, wanting a Christopher Nolan uh, you know, Inception type movie, and I didn't get that. Well, My I, mind was not blown at all. But That's he did go back and forth in time, which was a little the confusing, but Nolan. I kind of liked That's it. classic yeah. Nolan, though, the time jumping back yeah. and forth. Yeah. And classic he got, he gets, Nolan. It is, classic. and he gets the best performances out of all mm-hmm. of these actors. Emily Blunt, RDJ, Casey Affleck. Killian I thought, Robert, yeah, Killian. I thought Robert Downing Jr. was very average. That's crazy to me. Average. Everything you say about I this movie is blowing my mind. Robert Downing Jr. Really? I, almost... Yeah. All right. You look totally different. I hope it's because you haven't seen a Marvel movie in 10 years. It's pretty obvious what the guy looks like. He's a bit older now. Yeah. Um, Is there anything else you wanted to bring up on Netflix today? It's Dune Week. It is Dune Week. It's Dune 2 Week. Yeah. I will not be checking that out. I'm not interested at all. Neither am I, but I'm probably going to check it out. Everyone's acting like it's the biggest thing ever again. Have Have you seen the popcorn bucket? What's, yeah, it's so weird. It's Not so that, that's an example of bad marketing. I will give I will give one more shout out to our friend Coach from Richmond. Listens You've been to the watching show. the yeah. I officially finished Griselda, and it is a nine out of ten. Wow! It is, All right, it, it, you see, it, it is Narcos level good, but with a female led cast, and it's Sofia Vergara, and she is terrific in it. And uh, the, you know, she's also like a she's an anti hero. And that's right. what makes it really interesting is there's absolutely nothing about her that's a redeeming quality. In fact, she gets worse and worse and worse and not spoiling anything, but she does like crack cocaine in the final episode and it's just like, damn, her character flips on a dime there. But I'll think about it's it. Excellent. I'll think about checking it out. You just won't probably, watch it probably it's won't. TV. I probably won't. Yeah. You got no interest <laughs> Speaking in Speaking of TV though, Great episode of The Bachelor last night. Another oh another great one. Oh my god! Now you're just pandering to my mom <laughs> over here. You, you're yeah. watching. Of course, I'm watching. Oh, who's every your who's your episode. pick? I'm all in on Maria. I think Maria. Maria's, you think Maria's, the Maria's one? a bit of uh, you know, I don't want to say it nicely. She did an outfit change. A lot of people didn't like that. She's I like kind of just showing off. Well, of course you did. Uh, <laughs> so would she be your pick? Oh, she would be my pick. You didn't know Stubbs' lifelong goal is to be on The Bachelor. 
I think it would be great television. And so I've been I've been telling the bosses here. Look, we could easily get you know Luster by Adolf to sponsor this, and we you know we offer a prize of a, a, a great necklace or a ring or something. And I think we'd have like twenty different women sign up. It'd oh, be so you would do your love, own version of yeah, the Bachelor. We would do for the love. Of stub, the love of stub or the money. So instead of his cheesy roses, he can say, "Will you accept this ring right. from Luster well, yeah. by Adolf?" Yeah, right. Great advertising. Accept this Luster. You know, <laughs> maybe we'll head over to Luster by uh, by Adolf today off of Parham Road in the Red Shopping Center and pitch the idea. Yes, for the love of stub, <laughs> for the or love luster. of stub, for the love of stub or luster. You get to choose. You get stub or luster. You can't I, have both. I like to think I'm a catch. <laughs> I know. I keep telling him <laughs> that I love the confidence, but you got to comb your hair every once in a while. You really need to look into contacts. The ladies love the curly hair. And the other, he also does this thing where he he's a, he's a very mismatchy. Very mismatchy. <laughs> I'm looking good he's, today. You're wearing the same flannel that you wore on Saturday, dude. Yeah. You didn't wash it. What you you wash a flannel after a three hour use? I, you I, don't need to do that. I mean, you were at a <laughs> golf ridiculous. store surrounded by a lot of body odor. <laughs> Come on, it's now. ridiculous! I don't need to oh. do that. Right, also, stand up and show show my mom your pants. These his, <laughs> these are his mommy khakis. Why are, are they Why are they his mommy khakis? Because I just think his mom picked them out. Every pair of khakis lady. I own were gifted <laughs> from my mom. <laughs> yeah, I, I hate those khakis. I just think there's no way you're gonna get an attractive woman in those khakis. I pull. Prove me wrong. Prove I me wrong. I can pull. I can you know, pull. I can pull. If you I dated really take stuff, him shopping with give us. us a call. Yeah, let's you know take what? him shopping. You want to take him shopping? Yeah, the show? let's do it. <laughs> you're gonna drop some money on stub? <laughs> my goodness, she's lost love for me. I have to get him dressing his best and looking his best for his bachelor. Debut. They yeah. don't. They don't sell khakis that fit me in stores. I'm too tall. Too I'm too skinny? lanky. I'm too skinny and tall. They don't. They don't make pants like these. Now, I keep you get them online. Him he needs to be prepared because he will not stay this skinny forever. Eventually, his <laughs> metabolism will slow down. <laughs> you. You should see how much he eats fast food. I don't. I, once a week. How old are you, Stubb? Twenty three. Oh yeah, it'll yeah. catch up. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's right around the corner. Phone lines are open if you got any advice for Stub eight three three eight zero four zero nine ten. Don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio nine ten. The fan now at one zero five one FM. Phone lines are open throughout the show eight three three eight zero four zero nine ten eight three three eight zero four. 0-9-10, and there is a game tonight featuring the Hokies of Virginia Tech. They're on the road at Syracuse. That's the lead. We'll preview that game right now as we talk all college hoops in the state of Virginia here on University Drive. Let's go to University Drive. Scores, buzzer beaters, madness. All the college basketball in the state of Virginia. We'll follow your favorite teams all season long. University Drive on AWOD Radio. So we were talking about this earlier. Top three seeds in the ACC. UNC, Duke, UVA. Wake Forest sitting at four. Clemson's at five. I like Clemson's chances to win the ACC tournament. Virginia Tech right now is sitting in 10th place. Seven and nine in the conference. The good thing, though, for the Hokies is they still have a few games left. They've got the game tonight and then three more games in March where you face off against Wake Forest and Notre Dame and Louisville. Uh, those are A couple of those are winnable games for sure. The Hokies, though, are desperate for a win tonight, Stubb. It feels like if the Hokies have any shot to 
make a run in the ACC tournament in Washington, D.C., they've got to find a way to win tonight on the road at Syracuse. Yes, I agree with you there. This is a Syracuse team that has been up and down throughout the season. Now, they've kind of come on strong as of late. They've won three of their last four, including a big win over number 7 North Carolina at home. And they're always tough at home. The crowd's oh, yeah. into it. Yep. <laughs> it's a huge stadium. They're going to be fired up to host the Hokies. And, you know, Adrian Autry has switched things up a little bit. You know, it was interesting. We made headlines during the ACC tip-off stub when we had Adrian Autry on the show, and he said, I'm going to play man-to-man. Syracuse has been known for 30 years under Bayheim for running a 2-3 zone. He wanted to switch it up and run defense his way. Well, the last few games... They've gone back to the 2-3 zone. It's what they're known for. It's what they're best at. And they're going to use the 2-3 zone at times against Virginia Tech tonight. Good thing for the Hokies. I think that's good for Virginia Tech. I think if you're a Hokies fan, you want more zone than man-to-man against Syracuse because that will open things up for MJ Collins, Tyler Nickel, and, of course, Sean Padula and Hunter Couture to hit their shots from the outside. I've been saying the same thing all season long. I think it continues tonight. If the Hokies shoot a good percentage from three, over 35%, and they defend the three well, they've got a good shot to win tonight. They, they live and die by the three-point shot. You know I'm rooting for him. Yeah. Tyler Nickel dropping dimes. Tyler Nickel. Well, they need him to drop dimes and also hit some three-point shots. So Hokies against Virginia Tech tonight. Uh, UVA, look, this is an interesting part of UVA season here. It has not been great as of late. Two losses in a row. They play tomorrow night at Boston College. That's a good shot for them to get a bounce-back win. BC is towards the bottom of the standings in the ACC. They are just 6-10 and 10 this season. Uh, I think, look, if you lose to Boston College, like Michael Phillips was saying, all of a sudden the selection committee starts you know, sniffing around what's going on there in Charlottesville with UVA. If you win against Boston College, even if you lose against Duke and Georgia Tech, you're still, I think, sitting pretty going in the ACC tournament as a team that will hear their name called on Selection Sunday. And speaking of Selection Sunday, the team most likely to hear their name called in the A-10 currently is the Richmond Spiders. Now, in the standings, they're number one overall. But Dayton's still a top 25 team, and because of their out-of-conference play, Dayton right now is in the bracket matrix to be represented in the NCAA tournament. But in terms of the state of Virginia, Richmond's got a better shot than VCU. They're 12-2. and They're sitting in first place. But I do think it's going to come down to who wins it all in Brooklyn. I think it would be awesome if we could get an A-10 championship Sunday that features VCU against Richmond. For that to happen, Richmond would need to either lose a game or the Rams will need to move up a spot because as of right now, that would be the Saturday semifinal game if both teams win in advance, Richmond versus VCU. But it's been an excellent season for the Spiders. They will be on the road tomorrow night at St. Louis. That should be an easy victory for them. St. Louis was just not a good team this season. Now, they're playing better basketball as of late. They're really scoring the ball now offensively. Seer Parker has been a stud, and they just beat GW 96-91. to 
They put up 85 in a 95-85 loss to VCU. Um, but look, this is a St. Louis team here that just does not defend. And so Richmond, the best defense in the league, they're going to put some points on the board and then be able to hold St. Louis. I think Richmond gets an easy win on the road tomorrow against St. Louis. And they are most likely to finish number one in the Atlantic 10 regular season. Let's move over to VCU here on University Drive. So the Rams will be back at home tomorrow. Second last game at the Seagull Center this season. I mean, this season has just flown by, Stubb. It's gone so quickly. And I, I love a VCU home game so much. I'm I'm sad to see them go. Yeah, is this where we're wrapping up? <laughs> Second to last game. Man. I only got to got to see see one in person. This yeah. next next year, I'm gonna be making yeah, a bigger. Yeah, let's try effort. to get you to the uh, one of the game, the Duquesne game in March. Yeah. That's a Tuesday night. Got to get me out there to do the bowling challenge. Yeah, got to do a little half halftime challenge. Yeah, we, we tried <laughs> River City Roll and uh, VCU had a great deal that they were doing a halftime segment where somebody would roll a bowling ball and try to knock down all the pins. Uh, but they got rid of that as soon as I threw your name out there. <sighs> they were like too scared. They, they knew, knew how good I was. Gonna you were going to give yeah, away pizza for win. everyone. So Rams against Rhode Island tomorrow. Right here at the Seagull Center. It's an early tip-off, 6.30, which means the pregame coverage starts at 5.45 right here on 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM. Uh, we've been having Dave Riggert on the show and uh, did want to bring up the Sun Belt Tournament, which is going to take place in just a few weeks. And right now, JMU, winners of eight in a row, is in second place because Appalachian State is also hot. They've won five straight. So the Dukes are sitting at 13-3 and three in the conference. They are at Georgia State tomorrow. Uh, that should be an easy victory for them. Georgia State's 7-9 and nine, uh, towards the bottom, second half of the standings. They're in the Sun Belt. So James Madison has one more game in February and one more game in March against Coastal Carolina. So I think they will be heading down to Pensacola, Florida, with the two seed in the Sun Belt Tournament. We've been talking about David uh, David Teal's article uh, at times throughout the show of what other team could be representing Virginia, and I think Norfolk State is absolutely the team. They, they just they finish really well every year in the MEAC, the Mid-Eastern Atlantic Conference, uh, you know, for basically the 10th straight year. They do not do bad in that conference, and they're having a pretty good season this year. But the most important thing is that the contest, the MEAC tournament, is at the Scope Arena, which is very close to Norfolk State's campus. So they're going to have a ton of fans. You also have possibility that Liberty wins Conference USA. Radford could win the Big South or even Longwood. Has your boy been talking about Longwood? Yeah, I'm. I'm actually going out to the game uh, this this weekend. Oh, you're going to go? Farmville. Yeah, it's it's my it's my buddy Will's last last game. Yeah. He's been managing them for six make years. Make sure you bring a map because I'm not sure GPS works in Farmville. <laughs> I've been, I've been, <laughs> but you're right. I'm just messing with you. All right, that was University Drive here on AWOD Radio. Last we should mention William and Mary, the CAA. There's a chance uh, they could win that, and maybe ODU. After their coach retired, <laughs> surprises everyone and win, goes from last place to first place and wins the Sun Belt Conference Tournament. Anything can happen in Anything March. Can happen. Anything is possible in March Madness. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan. Now at 105, 1FM. What should we watch tonight? What's the biggest sporting event of the night? Game day coming up next on The Fan. I was flying.
Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. You know, we did a whole dude food and didn't mention Wendy's. And they're going to start surge pricing. Oh, did you hear about yeah, that story? I did just hear about that. I've got a lot of takes on yeah, that. I do Maybe too. we should save it for tomorrow. What do you think? Yeah, we can hold on to it. Because I think, I think it's a slippery slope where yep. if it works out successfully, all of the fast food places are going to do it. And you know who's going to be burned by that? The Everyone customers. Else. The customers. Yep. Um, how about this? So Sunday's game, women's hoops. Number five, Iowa against number two, Ohio State. Saw this too, yeah. Features Caitlin Clark. And she is... On her way to becoming the greatest scorer in the history of college basketball. She's less than 250 points away from passing Pete Maravich, which means she's going to get it done this season. Pistol Pete's unbeatable record could get broken this year by Caitlin Clark. The current price for a ticket is $491. That's crazy. Women's basketball has never been in the spotlight like it is right now. Yeah, it's great. Mom, have it's you been following this, or you don't care about much about women's No, I, I have heard about this. What does Caitlin Clark look like? Is she blonde or brunette? She's brunette. Mm-hmm. All right. She's she from Indiana. <laughs> I, I, I love I, Midwest school. <laughs> you, got the, you got the eye. Yeah. Here's what you're. Here's what you're missing, Mom. Is that? What am I missing? The best women's college hoops team is here locally in Blacksburg, Virginia. Virginia Tech Lady Hokies are number one in the ACC. They've got this girl, Elizabeth Kitlu, who I've interviewed. Oh, yeah, She's about to be the three-time ACC player of the year. A man or a woman has never done that. Wow. And the team is trying to make it back to the Final Four where they were at last year. And they've just got so much talent on their roster. Coach Kenny Brooks uh, has just done an incredible job building up that program. He was at JMU before Virginia oh, yeah, Tech. I remember. I remember. And I remember. so, uh, yeah, no, they're they're going to be ha- having a lot of success. Can't so, sleep on Amor. Yeah, you can't sleep on Amor, and you can't <laughs> sleep on women's hoops, Mom. I know you watch VCU. <laughs> have you watched the Lady Rams? They're third place in the A10. I have not watched the Lady yeah. Rams. No, that's the problem. Yeah. If women don't support women's hoops, we're never going to take it to the next level. I'm blaming Mom. Uh, <laughs> if if Caitlin Clark and one of the Hokies end up on the same WNBA team, I'm going to follow that team yeah. to the end of the world. I know. <laughs> Dude, there, there, um, there's a uh, bet right now, I believe, on BetMGM about the future of Caitlin Clark. I, I guess I didn't realize that that she still has a COVID year. She could come back next year if she wanted to. I doubt it, right? She's got to be like the number, like the only reason you go She's back is go to get a higher one. draft prospect. Well, or if she gets an NIL deal that's larger than what she would make in the WNBA. It's not like they're billionaires in the WNBA. You know, you think that's got, why Angel ooh. Reese came back last year because of the huge mega deal she got from LSU to come back. But Kitley came back to get for. Draft prospect reasons, yes, right. I, I mean, I'm sure there was an nil there components. That. I think, I think more Liz Kitley came back because she's best friends with Georgia Amor, and they okay. had more work to accomplish. They yeah. want to win the whole thing. My, my buddy Tomas worked on the media for Tech Sports, and that's what he made it sound like. Yeah. So he like knows them all. Yeah. So. I mean, look, they they were in the semifinals last year and had a fourth quarter lead against LSU. I believe there's belief in that locker room that they think they should have won it all last year, and that's why they came back, because they want to win it all this year. All right. And there's more to accomplish. We talked about it. They won the ACC title. They'd never done that before in the regular season. That's Yeah, yes, I guess you're right. Yeah. I'll so give, yeah. every single day on AWOD Radio, we spotlight the biggest sporting event of the night here on Game Day. Every day on AWOD Radio is Game Day, home of the biggest sports fans in town at 910 The Fan. We'll spotlight the best sporting event of the day here on Game Day. Yeah, right back and I'm here. 
I got the whole team in here now, it's feeling like gang day in this gang day. We are the underdogs of the year, we ranking number one on the list. We put in overtime, so we ready for overtime if the clock ever hits. Gang day. All right, Stub, here's what I'm thinking for game day on Tuesday, February 27th. The Washington Capitals will face off against the Detroit Red Wings. This is a Capitals team here uh, that has won four of their last five games. They've turned it on as of late. It's coincided with Ovechkin's hot streak in February. He scored eight goals in the month. We've been tracking Alex Ovechkin's hunt for history. And it's looking good. The national pundits are are taking notice once again as the great eight, the Russian machine that never breaks, is chasing Wayne Gretzky's 894 career goals. Needs 56 to tie Gretzky, 57 to become the greatest goal scorer in the history of the NHL. Uh, So this is a a good matchup tonight, 7 p.m. NHL Network or ESPN Plus to watch the Caps. Currently sitting at 63 points. Uh, in the standings, that's not going to be good enough for them to get into the playoffs here. So, uh, got to keep winning, got to stay hot, and build some momentum towards the postseason. Give me a Caps win and an Ovi goal, and I'd be fired up. Yeah, they're looking hot. It's three games without an Ovi goal. We're building up a... But he had one assist in one of them, so okay. it's not yeah. like he's not making an impact on the ice. I did think it was interesting. You know, the Junkies were talking about who leads the team in, in time on ice, and I think it was John Carlson, but... Ovechkin's usually around 16, 17 minutes. Yeah. The other night he was at 23 minutes on the ice. No shots last night, though. Yeah, no shots, no shots. last night, which yeah. means he was saving them for tonight. I guess so. He's ready I, for the back and back. I'm rooting for that Ovi hat trick. It's sitting in the back of my mind. That'd be great for all of us. Yeah. Give me the caps against the Red Wings is my choice. Spotlighting the sporting event of the night here on Game Day. Game Day. Game Day. I'll be picking another 7 p.m. game. I'm sure you could easily guess what it's going to be. The Virginia Tech Hokies. I knew you were going to stay with Virginia Tech. You know, we're lucky that you went to a school that we cover. I know, right? Because right? if you were, you know, if you were just pumping up a random school, oh, we got to watch UMBC tonight. <laughs> the Golden Terriers. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean, obviously, not things have not been looking good for them as of late. They really need to win out these last couple. I think they're going to be playing extra hard. Tyler Nichols got to be dropping dimes. <laughs> We love that promo, but I, I'm rooting for them. You know, I, I just I want to see them succeed. They got that huge win against UVA. I was hoping that would bring up some, you know, motivation, good for the team, and then they went out and lost the next game. Got to do good against Syracuse. Yeah, it's a big game tonight for the Hokies. They've got to climb the standings if they want to have a shot at the ACC title <clears throat> that will be placed in Washington, D.C. Did you know that the bracket is already out for the NCAA Division Three? men's basketball tournament. Two local schools. We've had Coach Kimbra on three times throughout the season. Hampton Sydney is one of the one seeds. They are one of the favorites 26-2 and two this season. And Randolph Macon, one of the other favorites on the other side of the bracket. So NCAA men's Division Three basketball tournament begins March 1st and 2nd with the final being played in Indiana on March 16th. Let's go local schools. Go, yeah. 
I, I, I looked, and I think there were some projected brackets on the women's side as well that yeah. were putting the Hokies at two. And, and I, Hokies I, have moved up to the two seed on the, the most recent bracket, which is funny because you know two weeks ago we had David Cunningham on the show from Tech Sidelines, and we were talking about they're the four seed right now, but I felt like they could work their way up to the two, maybe even a one seed. Because right now, NC State's a one seed out of the ACC. I think if the Hokies win out and then win the ACC tournament, they should be the one seed over NC State. They've also beat NC State twice this season. Yeah, that'd be a pretty good argument uh, in in terms of uh, theirs. I I really have become more of a women's Hokies basketball fan uh, as the season has progressed. Uh, Just it's not been looking too good on the men's side. I had to tune in for the UVA game. That was great. Made me so happy. Me and uh, my sister's fiancé texted my dad at the same time to make fun of him. He's a UVA grad. you got to love the Commonwealth Clash. Got to love it. <laughs> yeah. How about this? Uh, we didn't get to it today. I definitely want to bring it up tomorrow. But Adam Schefter, 30 seconds with Shefty my, my, from my <laughs> Super Bowl. I'm going to try to make that a bit every year. Right. Schefter, can I get 30 more seconds here until we build up 15 minutes? We run it as a whole segment. <laughs> uh, but Schefter on his podcast had Drake May. Really? Quarterback, UNC. He said he's close with former teammate Sam Howell. He knows Joe Gibbs and shares what it would be like to land in Washington. That's going to be juicy. I'm going to have to listen to the Schefter podcast. Yeah, I mean, uh, Caleb Williams has also been talking plenty about landing in Washington. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it just feels like Washington's going to either get Caleb or Drake May. I I know Michael Phillips is a big Jaden Daniels guy, and, you know, Jaden is – Talented, and I like the Lamar Jackson comparisons, but it just seems to be that the wind is blowing that way. To take wind the words is of Peter King, that the commanders will either trade up to number one for Caleb Williams or sit pretty at number two and take Drake May. And look, if we're if we're if I'm taking out like my thoughts on this, like I do believe Caleb Williams is the best quarterback, right? Yes. But I don't really know evaluating quarterbacks. I say I do because yeah, I watch the games, yeah. right? And I play Madden. Good for me. <laughs> I'll be playing EA Sports 2025 when it comes out, playing uh, as college quarterbacks. But I, I think it comes down to whatever Adam Peters believes is the best thing for this franchise moving forward, that's what the organization is going to do. And if you kind of look at it from that perspective – the best thing that they should do would not be to move up to number one because that is just such a risk, you know? If we're just trying to play it the fair way, play it straight, right? Like if it was a poker game, right, you wouldn't move up to number one, right? You would sit back at number two, take what you've got. I'd move back, but... Or you could move back. That's also that's also the option, yeah. right? Um, the, the only thing against moving back is you want one of the top three prospects, I feel like. I just don't think we have enough of a team to support anyone. No, I don't we think don't. any quarterback We're, will look good you know, with the roster. That's why it's the most important offseason in the last 20 yep. years. Not only do they have to hit on the number two overall pick, they got to hit on five of the first six picks in the first 102. They've got to hit on a few guys in free agency. And you know what? They got to do a damn good job developing the old guys they've gotten in the building already, yep. like Emmanuel Forbes and Quan Martin and Jamin Davis. I'm Adam Epstein. We appreciate you listening to the show. It's Grant and Danny coming up next from Washington, D.C.